Chapter 26 Morality in a Bottle I arrive at Hammersmith as pale light breaks over London. You have succeeded in the quest, return to London, 1,000 XP. You have been awarded £10. Truth is, I don't mind the game mocking me if it keeps giving me experience. The road was more or less empty until I got to Reading, then grew busy with goods lorries on their way between London and Bristol. I drove slowly and carefully, but even so managed to run off the road three times, scraping the car but thankfully not puncturing any of the tyres. If I'm to drive again, I'll make sure I put more skill points into driving. Remembering my time in the river, I also need something in swimming. Past Hammersmith I enter the western side of London, driving past the neo-Gothic masterpiece of the Natural History Museum in Kensington. The traffic is getting busy here, and the road is heavy with wagons and horse-drawn carts as well as buses and private cars. I don't trust my driving skill to navigate safely through this much traffic, so I park my hired car and leave it in South Kensington. I'll send a postcard to the cat-faced mechanic in Marchton to let him know it's there so his friend can pick it up. It's still too early for the shops to be open. There are night shift workers going home and when I catch a bus into the West End, it's full of cleaners going to clean the offices, then finish before the office workers arrive around nine. Cowper said his shop was on New Oxford Street on the corner with Shaftesbury Avenue, besides a pub called The Crown. I check the game wiki which shows me the 1927 bus route map of London and with its help I change to a number 19 at the end of Brompton Road. This bus takes me all the way and I jump off at Shaftesbury Avenue. The chemist's shop isn't open yet, so I wait in the shelter of a doorway on the other side of the street. Game time ticks by and Shaftesbury Avenue is getting busy. A sandwich shop opens for the commuters to get cups of tea and bacon sandwiches before going to work. Then, I see a man with a brown handkerchief mask across his mouth. I stiffen and press myself back into the shadows. He's watching Cowper's shop, as if they've guessed I'd be returning there. At least that means Cowper's straight. If he'd betrayed me, the brothers would be waiting inside the shop for me. There's still no message from Lacoze. I hope he got off the train okay and will meet me in London. Then I wonder if they caught him and somehow forced him to reveal what he knew of my intentions. Maybe that's how come the brother of Shadow is there. I need to know Lacoze is okay, so I decide to act. Stepping out of the shadows, I call to the masked man. Hey, you! The brother turns in surprise and I see his eyes registering who I am. The handkerchief around his mouth flutters with an intake of breath. Once I'm sure he's seen me, I duck into a narrow alley that serves the back of the shops on the north side of the street so their bins can be emptied and deliveries made. At this time of the morning, the alley's deserted. It's a gamble that the brother of Shadow won't call for assistance, but I hope he'll assume he can deal with me himself. I hope he thinks he'll get more brownie points from Gerdrock if he brings me in all on his own and I'm also guessing his instructions will be to subdue me so Gerdrock can question me at his leisure later. A lot of assumptions. The brother follows me into the alley and I duck into a recess. I hear his hissing breath as he looks for me. I draw both my Browning and my Walther PPK and let him have it as he comes around the corner. I fire three rounds from each pistol and the needle-moused freak slumps dying to the floor. He drops his revolver with a clump. You kill Brother of Shadow, 500 XP. You have murdered someone. Reputation minus 40. Minus 40 reputation for murder makes sense. Even if it's one of them, it's a player character. I'm too full of worry for my friends to return my concern about killing bad guys. I look round. The sound of the gunfire was loud, but no one comes. 
I stand for a second. I'm a murderer, but even though I know this man has died in real life, gone cold as they say, I can't summon up the care for him and his kind, knowing what they do. I go over to him and search through his brown jacket, trying to avoid contact with his black acid blood that hisses on the stone floor. Up close, I see how far the transformation has gone from human being into hybrid thing. Parasitic worms and beetles slither and move in the Brother of Shadows' guts. Soon they'll start searching for another host, and I don't want that to be me. So I hurry, going through his pockets, leaving the worms to coil and uncoil between his ribs. The Brother has a thin wooden flute in his pocket. He has a revolver and some thirty-eight bullets for it, but they won't fit my pistols, so I leave them. I don't know the purpose of the flute, so I place it carefully in my inventory to find out later. I can't afford to hang about on this street waiting for Cowper much longer. Soon the Brothers of Shadow will notice this sentry hasn't reported in, and they'll send others of their kind to find out what's going on. I stand there, away from the alley now, watching the chemist's shop door, until at 8.30 Mr. Cowper opens his shop door, turning over the wooden sign so it now reads, Open. I go up to the door and push my way in, then I pause to look over my shoulder, checking I'm not being followed. I see no one. Cowper gives me a broad smile. Reverend Cadmon, how lovely to see you. He looks the same, he speaks the same. This is Mr. Cowper, all right. Who's running your shop in Glastonbury? He wags his finger at me. Now, I've already told you about that, Reverend Cadmon. I am. Yes, he's told me it before. I just find it weird. I say, I need to learn more alchemy from you. And if things go well, use your alchemical laboratory. He nods. Of course, how many skill points do you wish to spend? I check my HUD. After spending 30 on my driving lessons, I have only 170. I hope that'll be enough for him to teach me how to make the elixir of life. I commit all 170, and he begins to teach. In my mesmerized state, I'm aware of skills being learned. Improved health potion restores 100 health, costs 10 mana. Improved mana potion restores 100 mana, costs 10 mana. Potion of transportation transports the drinker to the dreamlands costs 20 mana. Potion of Return returns the drinker from the dreamlands, costs 20 mana. Potion of Soma restores sanity to full, costs 50 mana. And that's it. I sigh, I'd hope I'd learn the elixir of life. I have the ingredients, or most of them, I think. Cowper closes his eyes while he thinks, I calculate the elixir of life will take another hundred skill points before you learn how to make it. This is a disappointment. I need the elixir to save Miranda. Then I remember Ailsa, what a heel I was to forget her. My obsession with Miranda drove up my obligations to all others who need me, all the warm ones being eaten by starfish. I need the elixir for them too. I check my experience bar to see I'm around 2,000 short of level 6. Can I use your laboratory, please? I may also need to purchase some ingredients from you. Cowper leads me through to his laboratory at the back of the shop. It's identical in layout to the one in Glastonbury. Using ingredients I have in my inventory, I make health and mana potions. I have to purchase additional ingredients to complete them. Cowper watches me intently as I work. I turn to him. I had wanted to make Soma. He frowns. You know, I don't approve of it. Yes, but I need it. I'm at 80 sanity now and feel okay. But as soon as I lose only a bit more sanity, I'm going to start hearing voices and seeing things again. I'll wean myself off the Soma in due course, but now is not the time. He tuts but says nothing. I scan the recipe on my HUD to see what the ingredients are. Gold, vitriol, aqua regia and solomoniac to be sublimated 
then calcinated under the influence of Sol. I don't want to be a drug addict, but if I can make this stuff for myself, I'm free of other people tempting me with it to get me to do stuff for them. Kalpa looks thoughtful. I see. I'll help you make the soma. I'm overjoyed. Kalpa is helping me so much. I remember how the NPCs in this game have developed autonomy from the game's central code. Kalpa is choosing my side of his own free will. With Kalpa's help, I produce two glowing vials of soma. I also produce a potion of transportation and a potion of return. I have to make and sip two mana potions to have enough mana for all of this. Finally, I purchase a glass syringe and some needles from him. I thank Cowper again and put them in my inventory. Where to now, he says. I'm expecting a message from my colleague, Christine Lucose, but I was counting on having the recipe for the elixir of life by now. You can't see the recipe for the elixir, Cowper says. No, I can. Tell me what ingredients you've got and I'll tell you what you need. I thought it was just the red powder and the white powder. No, he says, there are other ingredients. Show me the ingredients you have. I trust Cowper, at least I think I do. But do I want to get out the two powders and place them on the counter here? Cowper sees my hesitation. Don't worry, he says, I assure you I'm a friend and ally. Overcoming my reluctance, I place the red powder on the left side of the counter and the white on the right. Some strange energy bobs between them as if they were enemies or lovers, or perhaps both. At times they seem to be attracted to each other, but then seem to be repulsed. They pulse slowly, the crystalline forms catching the artificial light of the laboratory and gleaming dully. I smell roses and lilies, as well as sulphide and ammonia. Cowper looks up and smiles. These are the real thing. Congratulations on obtaining both. I furrow my brow, thinking of Ailsa. They cost enough. Cowper says, You'll need mercury as a solvent. Quicksilver. He nods, but not the ordinary quicksilver. This is living mercury, alchemical mercury. It contains the spirit of the great serpent that is needed to dissolve both powders and combine them. And can I buy it from you? He shakes his head. No. If I had such a substance, I would willingly give it to you, but no one keeps stock of it. It has to be made fresh each time. I believe it only lives for 24 hours and is rendered into normal mercury and useless for the operation in making the elixir of life. So where do I get it? First, you need ordinary mercury. I can give you that. He reaches over to a wooden shelf and pulls down a bottle. It's a ceramic bottle. And when he hands it to me, it feels cold and enormously heavy in my hand, as if it's filled with lead. I feel a liquid metal shift in his container. But this mercury itself isn't enough. No, you'll need to find a high-level mage to cast a spell of metallic life on it. I don't have enough skill points to learn another level of alchemy and also to put into magic to learn such a high-level spell as this one. I slump. I don't suppose you know of any mage who would do this for me. He shakes his head. No, I'm sorry. I rack my brains. I think first of Lycos or Guy Philby, but they're not mages. Then, I remember, Alistair Crowley. I had hoped to avoid Crowley because of what he'd asked me to do, but he'd surely be a high enough level to cast a spell of metallic life on this quicksilver, and in return... He'll demand I bring him one of the warm ones to act as a host for him to enter. I feel sick. There is no question, but I need the elixir, and I don't have a lot of time. Soon the Brothers of Shadow will realise I'm back in London. Soon they'll know I've been here in this shop, and if they hunt me down, I'll be growing in a wall in the nameless city and helpless to help Miranda and Ailsa. I think of the terrible price Crowley will exact, then I think of the terrible fate of my friends. That's it settled. I'll have to go to see Crowley and ask him whether he'll cast a spell on the Mercury. 
I thank Cowper and walk into the shop door. I check both ways. There's no sign of any of the watchers from the Brothers of Shadow, so I leave hurriedly and make my way up to Alistair Crowley's room.